Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 19. You know what it is. It's the last week before the last week. That's something. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of last week, uh, what happened last week? I'll get started as you have a nice sip of your Energize, our new sponsor, Beachbody. <laughs> um, UFC 262. Uh, notable winners were Christos Iagos, an unnamed person, uh, beat Gina Mazzani. So weird when you look it up. Andrea Lee submitted Antonina Shevchenko, big time bummer, Valentina's sister. Uh, ooh, what's that? How do you say that guy's name? Muniz? 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 He uh, beat Jacare really bad. He broke his arm and you heard it pop on the uh, microphone. It was pretty crazy. Um, and Edson Barboza submitted Shane Burgos. And Caitlin wasn't distracted by Twitter weirdness and won a decision. Do you want to explain the Twitter weirdness? Did I not talk about it last week? No, I guess not. You sure did not because it didn't happen yet. So Caitlin's Twitter had been hacked by someone. But it was super weird because they didn't post anything. But what they did was that they went to a bunch of porn Twitters and just liked all of those uh, videos. So if you go to Caitlin Chikugan's uh, Twitter, it looks totally normal, like no big deal. But if you go to her likes, it is freaky. Did you follow up and find out what happened? That's what she, she said that she was hacked and that she like had to change her password like months ago. And... Because, like, it was just her likes. Like, she never looks at Twitter like that, that, you know, that you could see what other people like. But MMA Twitter, ever the sleuths and uh, (laughs) serious detective people, they uh, found it out last week. And then she just didn't want to talk about it during fight week because she just didn't want to be distracted, which is fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, UFC 262 was a pretty uh, successful night. The... Top two fights, we'll talk about them later, but Benil Dariush and Charles Oliveira, Charles Oliveira won. Uh, great fights, and we'll talk more about that in the top three. Yeah, let's talk about what's happening next week, even though, once again, that's a weird way to phrase it, because now it's this week. Tricky. Now? Upcoming? Up and coming. Bellator is back this Friday night. Let's go. We have Leah McCourt on the prelims. She fights out of Ireland. So go Leah. We are for sure rooting for her. Also on the card, we have Brett Johns from Wales. And Austin Vanderford is fighting Fabian Edwards, who is Leon Edwards' baby brother. So that should just be a good fight because I think we like Austin and Fabian. Um, Dario, Darian Caldwell is also on the card. Kind of a showy kind of guy. Um, kind of up in the air about how I feel about him, but it should be exciting. We'll reserve judgment pending how he acts on Friday night. Sure, that seems fair. And then the main event is Chris Cyborg against Leslie Smith for the title. Um, isn't Leslie Smith like kind of old and... I don't know. Isn't Chris Cyborg kind of old? I don't know. I feel like Chris Cyborg is still is like still dominant. Um, 
I will say, though, for Leslie Smith, the only thing I know about her, and I think it's a really good thing, is she is one of the very few fighters who was very outspoken about the fighters needing a union Mm -hmm. and to band together. And while that is very difficult to happen because none of the fighters who are making a lot of money are for this, (laughs) um, I'm happy somebody is trying to get something to help the fighters well what better way to do that than to knock chris cyborg out become the bellator women's champion and then shout out everybody when they ask her uh, who she wants next she could just shout out every single professional fighter and be like let's form a union yo. what a what a plan babe wow are We're you her pr We're guy yeah <laughs> um and then on saturday night we have ufc fight night it was looking like a light card yesterday legit like there were three fights listed and then when i looked it up today before we recorded thankfully some more fights were added they and just snuck them on clear. in there they just stuck them on in there so fights started four on saturday so exciting and the main card starts at seven some of the fighters and fights we're looking forward to include felicia spencer who is on the prelims but she fought for the title not so long ago it's like so crazy how those things happen Justin Taff is also on the card, a very large man. Jan Janan is on the card. She's on a six-fight win streak in the UFC, so she's won all of her fights in the UFC. She's beaten people like Carolina, Angela Hill, Claudia Gadea, and her one loss on her record was like 10 years ago, way before she was in the UFC. So Jan is moving on up, and she's fighting Carla Esparza, who was the first UFC strawweight champ. We've spoken about her before, and George definitely told you that fact. Um... But six years later, she's still trying to get the belt back. And I totally forgot that Carla Esparza won that first strawweight champ belt against Rose. Oh, is that true? I that forgot about that too. true. Yeah. So how amazing, like I'm kind of rooting for Jan, but how amazing would that be if... Carla and Rose fought again for the belt. Oof. And Carla has already beaten Rose. Like, woo. Oof. Anyway. I think Rose might kill her, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the main fight on the card is Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Finally making a return. For sure, rooting for Cody No Love. We'll see what happens. God, I don't I don't even know because at one point I just tuned it all out, but I don't even know what he's been up to. I know he had COVID really bad and then got injured and then freaking, I think went blind for a month or something. Like, Sheesh. I mean, I he hasn't know. fought in almost a year. Oh, that's, I would have guessed even longer. I would have too. But Oh, uh, and that's when he did the thing where he like, he knocked out, what's his name? A sun sal. Yeah, he knocked out a sun sal. Remember, he like ducked down at the end of the round, and and, and oh yeah, he, he with yeah. That power shot. I totally forgot about that. Till Definitely now. would not have remembered Dope. that. Dope. <laughs> so we're excited to see Cody come back. All right, cool. Yeah, we got good stuff to look forward to this week. It's going to be party time. Bow show. Uh, let's get to the top three. I'm going to start off the top three with the new lightweight champion, Charles Dubronx Oliveira. 
what a freaking crazy fight he uh had some adversity facing michael chandler in the first round he got clipped it looked really close uh to being finished but he regained his guard he regained his composure which is the one thing that brendan Schaub said was going to stop him from winning the fight so once again Schaub and i are on opposite <laughs> spectrums the size of the spectrum on everything but uh, specifically about our perspective about how this fight was going to go down. And Charles Oliveira came back in the second round and knocked Michael Chandler out with a beautiful hook. Chandler, uh, Oliveira is finally the champion. We're super sad for Chandler. He is a fucking awesome fighter, and we are both huge fans of him. And he might be the holding hands and throwing fists goodest guy recipient. Ooh. He might be the goodest guy. He is He is one of the best. There's a lot. There's a lot of runnings. And There's we a lot. Definitely have a um, an award by the end of the year. Goodest guy of the year. But... It was hard not to celebrate with Charles Oliveira, who was so happy to win the championship, and he celebrated like few other champions have, and he, he ran into the crowd, which was cool, except I think Houston uh, didn't give him the uh, awesome reaction that they did Jose Aldo, and he jumped into the crowd. <laughs> uh, I can't say enough good things about Dubronx. He's been in the UFC forever. He's been in 40 fights, 28 fights in the UFC. So that's the most amount of fights until someone ever became a champion within the UFC. So, so cool. Um, look at some of these stats. Performance of the night, 11 bonuses. Submission uh, submission of the night, three bonuses. Fight of the night, three times. Uh, most submissions in UFC history, 14. Uh and just the list goes on and on. Most finishes in UFC history, 17. That's crazy. Freaking insane. So he added to it this weekend. Congratulations. The lightweight division is the freaking best division, in my opinion, <laughs> in the UFC. And it's just awesome. And I can't wait to see what happens next. That's really how I want to finish off this uh, first thing in the top three. I can't wait to see what happens next. There's so much stuff. Connor and Dustin are in the same weight class. Justin Gaethje's waiting in the uh, wings mm-hmm. to come out. Uh and then there's so many other dudes. Benil Dariush, obviously. Paul Felder is mm-hmm. still in the freaking division. There's a lot of people in there that are awesome. And I think it's going to shake up in a cool way. Yeah. Speaking of Benil Benny Dariush, number two in our top three is Benil Dariush. He beat Tony Ferguson. Oh, it's like kind of sad. It's conflicting. It's conflicting. But like... The commentators were saying, George was saying, like, the division has kind of outgrown Tony Ferguson a little bit. But also, there was a stat that came out of, like, after someone fights Justin Gaethje, they are changed. Like, Tony Ferguson has been in wars, but... One, including Justin Gaethje, was like, he's not the same person. He can't be. Uh So... So many amazing things to mention about what Benil said in his post-fight uh, interview and press conference. So, you know, they always ask this question. Not a huge fan of the question, but I am a huge fan of the question when fighters are more creative with their response. This was certainly creative. So, he was asked, who does he want to call out? And... Benil Dariush called out Elon Musk. <laughs> he said he ordered a Tesla in order to have the safest car for his growing fam. And Elon responded on Twitter. 
to Benil Dariush to say sorry for the delay that his car is coming soon. That's ridiculous. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Super cool, both of Elon Musk and Benil Dariush. He also mentioned how tough Tony is and that uh, Benil could not believe that Tony didn't tap to a heel hook, especially since he heard something pop, like talk, talk about Jacare's arm popping. Ugh. Tony's knee is like popped and um, Benil still said he hopes nothing major is wrong with his knee. He tore his shit up. Yeah, it's hard to to think that nothing major is wrong but you never know and most importantly when tony ferguson was coming out houston fans were wild and they were booing benil they weren't just not cheering for him they were booing him so benil said in the post-fight press conference that the fans who were cheering for tony better continue to support him throughout the loss and i I love that reminder for all of us, myself included. Like, we need this reminder sometimes that all fans of any sport or athlete don't be fickle. That's true. Support people. Yes. And I still love Tony Ferguson and I want him to do well. And I don't want to say that it's over and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you one thing that changed my perspective about Tony Ferguson. And it's not that he lost, but you guessed it, babe. It was about leg locks. That heel hook, he didn't even try to do heel hook defense. So that shows to me either A, he doesn't know heel hook defense, or B, <laughs> he just didn't even care and didn't wasn't even didn't even care to be bothered about the heel hook defense. But how could you how could he not be bothered? I don't know. I don't know. But that that was honestly really disappointing to me that that's that that's how he reacted to it. I don't know how does it like I, I like him less of a, as a fighter because of it because huh. that's how much I love heel hooks and how important the dark arts are to me. Hmm. All right, but I still want you to do well and come back, bro. It's just ridiculous. For true. And last. All right, so uh, Conor McGregor back in. We'll, we'll give you your Conor McGregor news since uh, everybody got to get their Conor McGregor news from somewhere. So uh, his third child, his baby board, uh, baby boy, was born uh, May seventeenth. That's yesterday, and his name is. Uh, how do you pronounce it, babe? With the Irish names, Ryan. Ryan with the accent yeah, over like the eye. Some people will say Ryan. Yeah, but I think Ryan. Roy. It's yeah. a cool name. He's he's got cool names for all his kids, and that's a that's a seems to be a good tradition that our generation has, babe. Of you guys all pick uh, good names for the next generation for the mm, babies. For true, You're, I like that it was the seventeenth too. We needed like another birthday in there. We had the fifteenth. <laughs> we have the sixteenth. We, oh no, we had the seventeenth. We needed the eighteenth. We needed the eighteenth. Okay. Darn it. Well, if your birthday's if you're listening to this and your birthday's May eighteenth, happy birthday. Yeah. Um. One more thing, too, in the Connor News of the Week. Uh, this is, hand up, my uh, my admission that I was wrong. One time, multiple times, years ago, Connor McGregor said he's going to be the number one paid athlete on oh, Forbes right. And I was like, I remember saying to myself, there's no way that he's going to ever make number one when he's got to compete against like Messi and Ronaldo and all those guys. Well... This year's number one paid athlete of in the world is Conor McGregor at $180 million. That's freaking Disclosed. Crazy. Uh, 
granted the majority of that was from uh his sale of his stake in proper whiskey proper 12 whiskey um i think out of the 180 million they said 22 million was for the one fight that he had with dustin and the rest is from whiskey and other sponsorships. But and that's fine because that's where it sponsorships counts. is where most fight, most not fighters, but most athletes make mm-hmm. more money unless you're a freaking NBA player. And you know what? This guy, this freaking guy made it. So I guess congratulations, Connor. I hope <laughs> I hope it's everything you dreamed it would be. <laughs> I, think, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by tons of people who we love who celebrate or have celebrated their birthdays this week. Jennifer, Althea, and Billy. Happy birthday. We love you. 